Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yo, welcome to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Christ, riding shotgun as always. Joel Thomas, how you guys doing today? We got a great one coming up today. It's going to be fire. We got Charlie Robinson from the Macroaggressions with us. What's up, man? How are you guys, man? Are you ready to get weird? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, man. Let's get real weird today. <laughs> well, we wanted you to break down for everybody, like, you know, who you are a little bit for people that may not know for our listeners, you know, kind of give them a little background of you. Um, I wrote a couple books. I wrote a, my first book is The Octopus of Global Control. I started doing um, promotion for that and wound up wound up in a on a on the Anarchast uh, podcast with Jeff Berwick when we got done recording he said I've been wanting to write a book um you think you would would want to write a book with me and I said yeah sure and he he said well I'll send you some ideas and he sent them to me and I looked at him and I go that's good but I said I got an idea too and I wrote out this whole idea uh, about like hey what if we did like a like the like a building coming down as like a sort of symbolic and so and that turned into this book the controlled demolition of the american empire uh we wrote that put that out it came out the friday before of the 2020 election and on election tuesday it was the number one bestseller in america and the irony is that if you buy and read that book you'll never vote in another election in your life so we thought it was great that it happened on election day so i've written that book <laughs> a third third book just came out uh called hypocrisy hypocrisy surviving in a world of cultural double standard so I'm writing and writing and writing. And then that turned into a podcast called Macroaggressions. I've been doing that. 
And that eventually evolved into a group podcast called The Union of the Unwanted that I do with Sam Tripoli and Ricky Verandas and Midnight Mike from OBDM. And that has been just a whole lot of fun. That was an accidental show, just a four-person show that turned into like, you know, we're, next thing you know, we're like, Roger Stone is on our show. We're like, who invited him? You know, like Ricky, Ricky, Ricky's like, I just invited Roger Stone to see if he'd show up and he showed up. So we, we've turned this into some weird group round table discussion that we do twice a month. So, um, that's, that's what, that's sort of what I've been doing, writing, talking about the dark history of how governments operate the control tactics that they use, uh, the, the different tentacles of, of this global octopus, not my name. I didn't come up with the concept of the octopus. It had been around for a long, long time, but, but the idea that, that these things are interconnected was fascinating to me. And I, and I just never really thought I had much to do. You know, I just was interested in the topics and read a lot about it. And then one day my mom asked me a simple question. She's like, this is great. You've got all this all what you know about all this stuff, like, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I never, I didn't think I had to do anything. And so that turned into me thinking about like, well, maybe I could like, maybe I could do like a documentary. And I'm like, but it would help if I knew how to like edit and run a camera and all that stuff. Right. I don't have to do any of that, but I do know how to write. So I started writing things and 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 I didn't tell anyone, so I quietly wrote the octopus book. When that came out, that was a total surprise to everybody, um, including my wife, who didn't know what I was that I was working on that. So uh, that sort of turned into just a career of writing books and and doing podcasts. I really like it. I wish though that we didn't have to talk about this stuff. I wish we could talk about your Cincinnati Bengals, you know, um, in, in, in <laughs> instead, you know, I'd much rather talk about football, but I feel like there's, you know, it's like until we sort out some of these really major problems that we have, we should probably focus on, on that. And so maybe one day, one day I'll do a, a podcast on football, but, but until then it'll be about all these conspiratorial topics and trying to, uh, sound the alarm on what I see and, and do it in my own unique crazy way yeah charlie i uh you're talking about football you know I, i'm so conspiratorial now i don't even think football is real i start watching it and i'm like uh, i think that was fake and that i was just fake, so <laughs> it's funny you say that because i just reached out ricky uh my verandas from the ripple effect my partner on union of the unwanted he had this guy on who a guy named brian tui who wrote a bunch mm -hmm. of books about sports uh, about sports gambling and sports fixing and everything. And like, no kidding, like maybe an hour ago, I emailed him saying, would you like to come on my show? Because I want to talk about that oh, stuff too. I want to get into the bottom yeah, of that. Yeah, so, no, that's, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of guys that talk about, I, I know some guys that, you know, that played and, uh, you know, that, you know, it's just, it, there are some odd coincidences and the fact that football's become so pass heavy now as opposed to a balanced attack, it makes it a little easier if you wanted to pull something off. You know, you got a yeah. guy that's a you know multimillionaire, and it's like, hey, I just need you to do this and tank this or throw this, you know, away. It makes sense. I need you to not get that second foot down inbounds, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like make it look like you're trying to get it down, but don't get it down. 
not on fourth down. <laughs> and shouts out to Ricky from the Ripple uh, Effect podcast. He's like one of the first like big guests I got like in like episode nine or ten on here. He's such a cool dude. I just reached out to him on Instagram. He's like, yeah, man, let's go. I was he's like, all best. right. <laughs> yeah, he, he's 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 really he's really great about all that stuff. He, he just he's you know, he he wants to he wants to have the conversation. He wants to talk about like what are you know are we going to sort this out? Is it, are we, am I crazy mm-hmm. for thinking that this is, that this is happening? You know, I, I, Ricky's great. And he'll tell you like, Oh, you know, it's the, um, Portuguese in me. I, I, I can't stop talking. <laughs> you know, I talk so much and everything, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, he, he's a, he's a super good dude. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad you had him on. Yeah. He was, like I said, it was good. And that, that was like right before, uh, the union of the wanted, uh, kind of like started forming together. So it was cool to watch that grow, you know, from the beginning too. like started watching that. And you guys have so many great people on there and such a great panel and such a diverse conversation that is like Sam Tripoli says the most important conversation on the internet. And I got, I have to give Ricky a lot of credit for that because he does most of the inviting. He knows a lot of the people, um, from time I'll, I'll pull one or two or Sam will, Sam will get a couple here or there, but, but Ricky's like, he, he's like, I've got the guest list and he won't even tell us, you know, we don't even know. So to like, when we, when we jump on the show, that's why I said, like you, you, you jump on and I'm like, Roger Stone is here. I didn't know Roger (laughs) Stone was coming on the show. Um, actually as like sort of a funny, funny bit was that right before we went live, he jumped on it. He jumped on Roger Stone jumped on. And, and, and then he was like, Oh, he's like, guys, I'm having some technical problems. Right. Um, he's like, I'm going to shut down off of this computer. I'm going to jump on my guy, my other guy, my tech guy's computer and we'll do it that way. Okay. We're like, cool. No problem. So he closes out. We go live. We have some other people on, we go live. He jumps in on that tech guy's computer on his zoom account. And so it's Roger Stone, obviously him a hundred percent very hard to miss but the name on the bottom is like alejandro pena you know and you're everyone's like what the fuck is going on with this that's obviously roger stone now we knew what had gone on and i was like oh i was thinking oh we should maybe address the fact that it's he's not trying and then i was like no nah, actually it's funnier if i just don't say anything about it and we just let everyone think that he's trying to pretend to be somebody else so, so every, that's ricky for you man he He's got the database and and so he'll and he'll sort of say this would be a good person and that person, you know, and this person is, comes from a different and this person knows nothing about the topic, but they have these interesting takes. Let's throw them in and let's just it's like a science experiment. We love it. Fun for us. Yeah, it's I'm fun glad to you watch like too. It. Yeah, it's one of my favorite podcasts. Like just and then he gets all the same people like Monica Perez and like a lot of the uh podcasts already listened to so it's like cool to see like when you get them all together and you get to hear people bounce back and forth different ideas you know not everybody agrees like but uh you know we have a real conversation that nobody's getting you know that's what we try to do here too have a genuine honest conversation that we're not going to just yell at each other oh you idiot motherfucker get out like it's just pure conversation and trying to build off that yeah. Let's see if we can figure it out. You know, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't have all the answers, but you get those, you get like a Monica Perez who comes in and she says, actually, I was doing an episode on this and I found out X, Y, and Z. And you're like, cool. I never knew that. So, so you bring in all these people that are coming at a, a particular topic from a different angle. And because of that, you get just a more uh, diverse set of uh, ideas about what could be going on. And it starts people thinking in a different, it, 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 Every the comment, I guess the compliment I get about the show 
everyone goes, how do you get everyone to not fight with one another? I go, I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of weird. Like I fully expect it at some point. I do remember that Greg Palast screamed at, at Mel Kay one time. But other than that, we've we've kept it rather because uh, they're talking about election reform and he's been doing it for like 25 years yeah. and he was having none of Mel Kay shit. And, and so he just went off on her and, and Mel was like, what did I do? You know, she, but um, so so every now and then we'll get like a little bit of a disagreement. But so far, it's been it's been relatively calm. And and I think that it's more important that we have like we get the information out and we get the, let everybody talk and, and and like we don't have to all agree it's fine but but as long as we keep it relatively civil um well yeah sean and i talk about all the time and we have guests on or, or even he, when he and i are just running a show just he and i and we don't always agree on everything either because no. sometimes you know i'll say something and he'll say well actually i think this or i'll come back with it but i think that what we try to do is leave it let it be an open forum where you can put ideas out there because I really feel like the actual critical thinkers are the ones that know that you could be wrong. Like you could find out three, four months from now, a theory that you had was wrong. You were given new information. And to me, I never get mad about that. I actually get excited about it. To me, it's like I learned something and now like I'm expanding my mind more. Now there's more thoughts there. There, there's more, <laughs> there's more going on there than there was before. The synapses are going crazy. So yeah. in a good way. So yeah. I think that's important that we try to we try to do. Um, you know, and, and I think you know that's what you do, and I think that's very important uh, in in this field. If you're going to try to find the truth, to know that you're going to r- go through a, a a muck of lies to get there. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I've, my policy is I reserve the right to change my mind. If I am presented with better yeah. information than I had before. And I, and I always want that. And I don't mean that as like a, like, I'm like, you know, like wavering on, on my opinions. Like I have my opinions, but if, if, if I'm wrong about something, because I didn't know some fact and I find that fact mm-hmm. and it changes everything, I want to be able to go with where the facts are, not get so like bogged down and like, well, this is my ideology. This is what I believe. Well, look, maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, then there's no God, there's no, har- there's no uh, like shame in being wrong in this. Like we're going up against professional liars at the CIA, like guys that that are the best at lying and deception and putting 85% truth and 15% lies just enough to throw you off. Like the fact that we get anything right is amazing. So if I get something wrong and I get stuff wrong all the time and, and I get new information that's better, I want that flexibility to be able to go with the better information and say, well, look, I mean, I thought this before and now I know I hear now I know about this. And so I've changed my mind. That's how you that's how you evolve, I think, Um, Mm -hmm. not by just being right, but by getting it right eventually, you know. Yeah. And I think we're showing people how to have civil discord, you know, and like how to talk to people with when we have different opinions. Like we don't see that on TV. We don't see that with politicians. No. We we don't we're never going to see that. So I think podcasting in this, uh, you know, alternative media or, you know, like what we're, everybody's building is beautiful, because if you notice too, a lot in the community, everybody gets along. Everybody's really cool with each other. Yeah. E- and, and I love that about it. And I think that's what people are craving. And that's why so many people are becoming successful because they like the genuineness of it instead of somebody just standing in front of a camera lying to them for a half hour every uh, 30 minutes. For sure. Uh, I think people can time. accept people can accept 
you being wrong about something, as long as they know that you're coming from the right place, as long as they believe that you are trying to get it right and that you just got this one thing wrong, they, they don't think they get that feeling from the mainstream media. They know those people are lying to them or they don't or they know that those people don't care. They're reading off a script. Maybe they even maybe they don't even believe it themselves, but they know the information is bad and that those people don't care if it's bad. But with the podcast community or the alternative media or however you want to uh, describe it, when when we get things wrong, I feel like we get a little bit of a cushion from the audience because they know that at least we're trying to get it right. We won't be successful yeah. all the yeah. time, but as long as our intentions are in the right place and if we make a mistake, we say, oh, you know, that part, I got it wrong. Whatever. We're, we're, I, I fixed it. This is how it actually is. And then then that actually doesn't make you look less credible it makes you more credible it makes you it makes you more credible because you're willing to acknowledge that you weren't perfect who is you know geez. yeah but 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 the alternative media has has become targeted because of the things that you just said because we, we get along well we, we're trying to get this information we're getting it out in, in an unbiased way we're doing it with like one one thousandth of the budget of the mainstream media you know and almost in some cases right. like we have no budget we have nothing it's just us and it's like man how do you guys with a million dollars a month budget consistently get the information wrong and little old me with no budget consistently get it right how is that? It's almost as if you're lying, you know, and then in, in, of course they are. And so you you see that it's like it doesn't necessarily the the expense that they spent on the set doesn't co correlate with the authenticity of the broadcast, you know. In fact, it's actually inverse. It's like the more money they spent on the set to make themselves look professional, it's almost like. They're doing that because the information is going to be really unprofessional and they have to make it look, you know, they have to build up the set as best they can. Some guy in his garage is like yeah. his, his, his information is top notch and uh, but his set looks like shit. And so people are like, oh, we're dismissive of that. It's like, oh, don't do that because the information comes in a lot of different uh, shapes and sizes. So, yeah, thank God Charlie, for the alternative some media information. Some of this information is so bad now. That I don't care how they dress it up. I mean, you could put lipstick on a pig; it's still a pig. Yeah. And this whole like recession thing is just almost laughable. Like, oh. just the it, it, I saw a clip today where it was just a stack of clips uh, of every single person that came out and said a different comment about it. And it's I don't care what side of the political spectrum you sit on, or you know, even some people I know that are just I mean, we're talking woke left. Or you're having a tough time with it now too, yep. and it, and it's it's that bad. If it's getting that bad, then you know, I, I just don't. I really don't know where they're gonna go from here. Honestly, I mean, they're just digging a deeper and deeper grave. Let them, let them keep talking. Yeah. Let them keep trying to sell it. <laughs> let them keep trying to sell the monkeypox stuff. I want the World Health Organization to make it a a a, a pandemic uh, because it's because oh, it's laughable. It's a joke, and and I want them because because then there goes the what's left of their credibility just right mm -hmm. out the window. So go ahead and try and they're 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 desperate. They're making you know oh well it's not a recession. You just change the definition of the word recession. <laughs> Why would you change the definition of the word recession if we're not in a recession? Uh, because we're definitely not in a recession. It's like even. The dummies are figuring it out now. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. I should just keep keep going. Keep going. Keep, tell me more about this recession that we're not having. 
Yeah, Wikipedia had 41 changes <laughs> to the to recession and but the best part is there there are watchdogs like us and guys that are that are got way more time on their hands than me that watch for this stuff and man they're ready. Before you know it, a million memes come out. And it's it's again, it's so laughable that if you do believe it, man, you really I feel sorry for you at this point, <laughs> if you're really buying into what they're saying. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those Nigerian email scams that are misspelled <laughs> and, and poorly, you know, poor grammar. And you go, OK, this this is so obviously not real. But what but it's written that way specifically, because if you respond back to that. An obviously fake email with misspellings and poor grammar and all the all the signs that this is fake. If you went through all of that and you respond like, tell me more about this treasure that I have uh, in Zamunda, <laughs> you know, it, then they know that they're working with a certified retard. They understand completely. Yeah. They go, oh, we've got one now. So it's it's designed for everyone to get rid of it. So this information now that's coming out is so dumb that it's almost like you go, OK, I want to see who is still on board with it. Whoever is still on board with it is to me is is replying back to the Nigerian prince. Oh, yeah. One time I got one of those scams. It was a lottery ticket scam. And she was like, or she said she was a she. So I got a hundred thousand dollar ticket. If you send me a thousand dollars and I'm like, so nobody because I don't have an ID, she says. And I'm like, so nobody in your whole town. Like, I didn't respond back. But I'm just thinking about like nobody in your whole town has an ID. You had to go from some random stranger. But you're right. There is people because I always go, no one could fall for this. And then someone's like, man, my grandpa or hey, my aunt, uh, they got. And I'm like, what the how the fuck does that happen? Like, it just seems impossible. Possible, but it's true that people are still they're they're holding on to that and and two that like not only do we have like less time than them most of us work jobs you know what i mean that yeah. do uh, this extra stuff and then we're like how do we still are able to get stuff right more than you are our, our percentage is like in the 90 percentile 85 uh, you know percentile and you guys are at the five percent like you said it's intentional it's almost yeah. even like right now with what's going on in the administration i feel like it's all intentional just to make uh our whole system look bad to try to get that whole push for a new implement of a new system because hey look how bad it is it's undeniable that it's bad you mm -hmm. can't possibly look at this and not see it as, as, <laughs> as being bad um it's yeah it's it's uh it's but i'll tell you what i selfishly as a writer it's gold for me oh, yeah. i'm looking i'm like i don't even know where to start there's so much going on. You know, I'm just like every day I'm screenshotting stuff and putting it in my research folder. I'm, I'm saving things. I'm taking, I'm just, this is, this is, I, I'll never believe that this was happening if I don't take <laughs> some shots of this and, and store it away. Uh, so I, 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 I want what's best for humanity. So I would really rather everything get cleaned up and fixed. And, but but as long as it's broken, the way it's broken, I have to just confess it's hysterical the way they're doing some of these things like the They like they like with the monkeypox thing. It's 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 crazy to me because they've backed themselves into this weird corner that they they didn't they they're playing 4d chess with themselves and they don't even realize that they've backed themselves into this. They've checkmated themselves. They want to make monkeypox this big, big deal. But they have announced that it is a primarily gay disease, right? Or gay virus, you know, like sort of like 
eight. And I say, well, it spreads in these orgies and everything. So they can't demonize it because they would be demonizing a protective class of gay men that they're trying to protect. And they and simultaneously, they have realized because they're the closeted racists, they have realized that the monkeypox connotation has kind of a black connotation, if you know what I mean. Like to them, they go, oh, no, people are going to think that, that mm-hmm. this is that we're talking about black people. It's like, well, I wasn't thinking about that until you said it. But now that you said <laughs> it, you know, like so now they're they're exposing that they're they can't call it monkeypox because they think it's going to be offensive to black people, another one of their protected classes. And they and the characteristics of the virus is uh, primarily from homosexual men, another one of their protected classes. But they want to make it a big deal and they can't because by doing so, they rat fuck their two of their protective classes at the same time. Right. It's genius. And now they're going, we need to change the name of it. And I'm just like, keep going, keep going. Yeah. And I then you have the CDC director come out and talk about it. And then like two kids got it. And then she how she said it. She insinuated, like, are you, well, are, are they related to them? Like, how did they, did they, would, were they like p- pedophiles? Like, what's going on here? Like, but she didn't explain it. Like, she's just like, like, well, some gay, uh, cause I really do think they are, like Adam Curry says a lot. Can I take a guess? <laughs> I think they are going for the gays the gay and orgy? lesbians, man. I, I think that they're trying to go after the, uh, I think they're tired of the old, uh, the regime of like, you know, the original people that were fighting in the gay and lesbian communities. And they're trying to push this new, cause if you hear a lot, now they're saying the queer community and, and it's more uh labeled as these new radical like um tiktokers i would call millennium tiktokers or gen z tiktokers that are just like they'll just i don't even know half the time when you see the videos they put up like it, you're they're just rambling about stuff where you're like what they're like we created this it's fault. like it's it's just insane they're crazy hey there's a uh group that i follow they're called gays against groomers i don't know if you've I mean, ever heard of them yeah i'm following them on, yeah, t- on and, uh, twitter uh, they just got banned on twitter and they were going nuts they were like are you kidding me like you said we're part of the protected class we're just trying to say that this small sect is not a part of us at all right they're not they're not they're not part of us they have nothing to do with us but yet they're getting isolated out so it's almost like you said they're getting rid of the old guard of gays and lesbians <laughs> and, and, and acting like they're not even part of this protected class anymore it's insane the gay community is going to end the trans bullshit. They're the ones that need to do it. They're the ones that need to put their foot down and say, you guys are screwing this up for us. We worked very hard to be norm- taken seriously and normalized and all this stuff. And rightfully so. And you guys come in here with this 50 genders and this bullshit and and, and doing drag shows at for kids and all this groomer behavior you guys are making us look bad we don't want anything to do with you so i think it's going to be up to the gay community to put it into this i mean people are being cats now like the worst one is that one girl on tiktok that's like (laughs) she's like here's our meows like that one that was probably one of the best videos i've seen in a while like that one cracked me up so much and i she's think she like, tries oh, this to is- lick her own butt like a cat too you know <laughs> she what has I mean? to she has to leg up you know hey, there was one that <laughs> butt licking and, oh, oh my god we, no, we, that uh, actually happened though it's, you're making a joke that happened so oh, i saw one the other day <laughs> no chick was a teacher 
at a school and they showed oh, video man. of her and they had tried to cover it up but they put you know, obviously man we put out there in space yeah. somebody's getting a hold of it and they were in the woods they had like tails they were like in furry style but they were sniffing each other out in the woods oh, and then they God. showed you know her posting stuff about hey look at all the cool like pride flags i have in here teaching kids like a million you know gender pronouns oh, you're and all fired this stuff. and i'm like you're fired yeah immediately <laughs> you're fired instantly instantly you're fired get out you there it's, if you are talking to somebody else's kids about sex you need to stop doing that that is not your place it's sex crazy. at all straight yeah. sex yeah in it general any sex. Yeah, right right any yeah <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even saying it has that it has to do about the gender stuff i just there's certain things that i don't know that just should be left to the parents and I understand not all parents are great, but but still, it's you don't want the, these teachers that are doing this are totally out of line. They're going to they're going to they're going to learn the hard way. They're going to they're going to do that to some kid who's going to go home and tell his dad and the dad's going to come in and beat the crap out of him. And they're going to go, yeah. it was because I was trans. It's like, no, it's because you're talking to my child about sex and my kid is five and you don't need yeah. to be doing that. And, and the school won't do anything. Uh, so I will. And that's what's going to happen. I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying that at some point, right. some dad is going to do that. It's inevitable. It's, 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 inevitable. it's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just glad my daughter's uh, <laughs> is about to be t- 20, so I don't really have to. I mean, but I still have my little nephews, and I have my niece that's 12, but luckily she goes to a charter school. And I even asked her today. I went to buy my mom's house, and she's over there. And I'm like, hey, what do you know about this? I asked her, what is the rainbow flag? She's like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, oh, well, so it's kind of it's good that <laughs> everything I was asking her, I was asking her little. And she's like, why are you asking me? And I was like, just curious, just curious to what they're teaching you uh, at yeah. your school. Yeah. It's important. We have to be like paying attention. Yeah. So that's what was good about like, you know, the whole 2020, because I'm sure like, like you said, you've been writing and you've been into this. Most people that uh, even if they just started in 2020 or more recent, everybody that has is in this realm has kind of already established that, hey, the government's no good, like on both sides. And and now we're just able to see it more. And there's just more people that actually are like, whoa, this is bullshit, especially with the whole COVID shit. I think COVID really blew the lid off of it for people because it was like really outrageous stuff like. I think that like people could just see right through it and, and now they're seeing through it with the monkeypox thing. And, and then like, how come they're not talking about the, uh, you know, patient zero, the, the lady that went into the cage, remember when that yeah. in Philadelphia with the monkeys, I thought there were cats. Like <laughs> and she got, I, I thought that was outbreak for sure. I was like, Oh, okay. We're really getting an outbreak. They're, they're really taking the scripts from Hollywood and, and they're, really intertwining Hollywood with the news. Like even with the whole Jan six stuff, they're like, Oh man, uh, the series uh, finale. Uh, then they're like, it's not a series finale. It's just more of a season finale. And you're like, what? like there's going to be season two. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's great. Well, look, the lines are blurry between what, what is news and what is entertainment these days and, and, and how much the <clears throat> intelligence agencies and the, World Economic Forum are invested in Hollywood and how that's, you know, how that message gets gets put out there. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, they're they're sort of hitting everybody from a variety of angles, trying to, uh, um, you know, trying to control the way we think about certain events. January, like January 6th, you know, like you can tell who watches what news channel by how they feel about January 6th. Yep. Um, oh you, yeah. You just you can you ask two questions or three questions and you go okay I know 
because some one one channel it's a big it's the biggest deal in the world it's biggest thing since world war ii and the other channel it's like we're still talking about this this is ridiculous yeah 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 i want to say the one channel you're talking about compared it to 9-11 at one point which was just ludicrous and i'm like yeah come on like I get they're both staged, but like, if yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's not what you mean. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just, it's just it, the, the way they're, like you said, dragging it on season two, season three. And, and it's, and it's, you know, nobody's talking about, you know, it, it's just a distraction. It's just like everything mm-hmm. else. It, it's, it's nothing that really amounts to anything. It's just something to one, keep Trump in their mouth. Cause that's what they want to do. They just keep, keep on keeping on, keeping on. And, uh, it's, it's just, uh, again, it's just a distraction. It's just there to keep us to focus on this one thing. And like you said, both sides, they both got two different ways of looking at it, but they get real heated when you bring it up too. Mm-hmm. I got a guy I work with and, He's he's very very fox oriented and man like couple things in he's going he's going to town. I, I will give him credit. He's he he does have a critical mind about it. He does seem to like be very receptive to a lot of the things that I say. Um, but there's that part where it's just like they can't get past. It's like that cognitive dissonance. They just yeah. can't get past that wall there's to wall. see beyond the wall. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it, Sean and I talk about it all the time: is planting seeds and, and sometimes walking away and hoping it sprouts a little bit, and you can come back and put some water on it. <laughs> well, the vaccine thing did that for a lot of people. I think that opened a lot of people's eyes. I think COVID too, like you mentioned, it 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 changed the perception. People went, okay, there's some obvious lies here that the media is telling us, and the pharmaceutical industry, and there's some weird things that they're doing. They don't want us to see their documents for 75 years or so. That's unusual. I thought this was totally safe and completely effective, but you don't want us to see anything. Oh, and we can't sue you. It's like, well, they haven't been able to sue since 86. So like, welcome to the party, people like you think that that's weird. It's been weird for a long time. You just didn't know it until COVID. So COVID is going to have this, this unintended consequence of waking up a huge percentage of the population. Not not big enough, of course, but but it's going to wake up a percentage of the population to this very obvious constructed lie from the with the media and the pharmaceutical industry and the regulatory agencies like the CDC and, and all of these and and big tech and and how all that works and how the censorship works. You you can just be if you can get objective and look at it, you go, oh, my God, they're all in collusion with one another on this. And so that starts you down this path of, well, if that's a lie and it clearly is these components of this is a lie then i wonder about some of this other stuff that you lunatics have been talking about like you've been talking about 9-11 all this time and i thought you guys were crazy uh and you go well would you like to know the connections between covid and 9-11 and and blah 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 and you start to point this out and they go "Oh, oh holy shit these things are all like made to happen so you're saying there is advanced knowledge of covid yes would you like to know that there is advanced knowledge of 9-11 Really? And then boom. And then and so so it starts people down that path of trying to figure out, like, what is going on here? And I think that's that's a good thing. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know that you, we necessarily are going to fix what's going on here, but I want to mm-hmm. know as much as much as I can. How it all works, who's involved and what they're doing and how they're doing it. Now, do I think that I'm going to stop it all? No, but I, I think that maybe by us talking about it 
getting ourselves as educated about it and being aware than having our shows and, and, and putting the information out there and somebody thinking about it and having the conversation with their friends, the more people that are aware of it, it's hard to pull these magician tricks in front of people when they know you've got to watch that right hand. That's the one that goes in the back pocket and pulls out the rabbit, you know? And once you know that you go, fuck, I know that trick. It doesn't work anymore. So I guess maybe awareness, you know, like the good news right. of COVID is that mm-hmm. a lot of people are waking up to the bullshit. And so now there's this, this awareness that maybe the pharmaceutical industry isn't your friend. Maybe the media is willing to lie to you. Maybe the CDC is filled with criminals. Maybe, you know, like I never even considered that before, but now you're thinking it's at least a possibility. And so it's like, it's getting a lot of people on the right track. So, so in that regard, it has been a positive thing, but you know, the devastation economic and social and mental, you know, what it did to people like, and still to this day, like, you know, people are still like messed up from it. Like not even yeah. just like if they bought into either side, there's a lot of people that were separated from family. Yeah. Uh, same thing with like uh, either the election or the COVID thing, the jab, like it, it really split families. It split yeah, friends. Yeah. Like people don't even uh, conversate anymore as as much as they used to, you know, like it, I remember like in the early 2000s, we used to talk about everything like and no, everybody was pretty open about it. And now it's like you have to be on a side like it didn't matter about being on a side before. Now it's like if you're not, then get out of here. You're not on my team. You're you're an enemy automatically because you believe one thing that the other side that I don't like believes. And, and that's it. And that's a wash. And I think that's what's good for all of us is that we get to paint the narrative now. Like we get to show, you know, we have to lead with our own narratives where we can change the mind of people and show like little hypocrisies like that we can uh, reveal to them that they can see for themselves and not just like, oh, well, this whole grand conspiracy. Well, we go, look at this. This is what they said. I didn't say it. Like this is their exact to words right. <laughs> like and now they're like oh wow yeah you're right that was why my octopus book was so popular was because it had 700 quotes from 500 different people and it was it was less about like like this is what i think is happening and more like look at what they wrote <laughs> <laughs> like right. I'm not saying it they're saying it I'm not saying that they, they want to kill all these people and depopulate it's their it's from this page in their book that they wrote and put published and put out because they think it's a good idea they're not trying to hide from it they're it's only hidden to the extent that you're not out actively searching for it but it's there if you want to see it. if you want to know what Henry Kissinger thinks about the third world he wants them fucking dead mm-hmm. not my opinion National Security State Memorandum 200 from 1974, December 10th, is a 123-page document in which he outlines how he's going to do it. So forgive me if I come across as a conspiracy theorist with my ideas about depopulation. It's not my ideas. It's their ideas. I'm just I'm just reading what they're writing, you know. And so once you sort of lay that out for people and you go, this isn't my opinion. This is them talking. Are you interested to hear what they think about you? It's not good. They want you dead. So that, that I think, is, to me, that's what the most feedback I got from the book was that people were like, I just didn't know any of this stuff was being said. And, I, and why would you? You know, you're not going to hear what Bill Clinton's, you know, you're not going to hear a lot of the Bill Clinton stuff that he doesn't want out in the media. You're not going to hear about uh, about 
what these people are, what the Rockefellers are talking about. They say it, but like they also run the media. So it doesn't get out if they don't want it to get out. But when you find it, you go, oh, well, oh, this makes a lot more sense. They fucking hate our guts. They want us dead. It'd be a lot easier to govern us if there were fewer of us. And there's this huge plan to do it. Like undeniable. That's it. (laughs) So, yeah. You know what's sad, though, Charlie, is I've shown people and really it I'll, I'll put it more on some, you know, academic minds friends of mine and i'll show them the information it's still sometimes where they'll yeah. oh that's that'll never happen they they could never make that that's just something he's just rambling about it's just funny how they'll even like justify it where it, it's where it's it's not a real thing and, and and i'm like the words are right here yeah. or you'll show them like a, a press conference where they're saying it and you're like they just said it like, sometimes <laughs> it, it takes people a while to allow themselves like to open themselves up to the possibility that that is real, because if it's real, right. then it means that their relationship, like how they think people in, in positions of power operate, it, it's now very different. Now they have to come to the understanding that their guys are talking about, they're talking about murdering billions of people and they're explaining how they'll do it. And they're talking about, the ways in which they'll do it. And they're talking about how much money they have budgeted in the fiscal year to get it done. And so it's like, you've got to get, once you come to that understanding, it, you'll never see the government any other way. So you have to be kind of, I think people put barriers up to this information because a, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do with it? What it would, it's just going to make me feel shitty and I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. I get that. I don't respect it, but I understand it. And then, you know, there's like, well, if I believe that, then I have to now understand that my government is evil. And, and if my government is evil, now I have to kind of reevaluate my life and how I relate to this evil government. And that's a whole lot of work and I'm not really up for it. And I got to get to, I got to get to my job and my job just cut my hours or, you know, whatever. I mean, like there's a million reasons to not want to undertake that. So there are reasons why you're, you're getting these, getting pushback, even when you show them the document. And sometimes, like you said, man, sometimes it's like, it's a seed. And that just is one that's you just went by and watered it one more time. And then yeah. the next time around, it, 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 it starts to sprout when that guy goes, hey, you know, my brother just died of a heart attack at 30 last night. What do you know about the, the shots? And mm-hmm. you go. I know quite a bit, man. Are you ready to talk about that? You know, and so sometimes that's how it happens, you know. I think the most annoying one was uh, like when I was showing, and it wasn't just me, but a lot of people when they were showing the Kerry Mullis clips uh, of the, about the PCR process and how it works and how it does improve infections, and people would go, huh, "Was that some guy on YouTube?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's the guy that invented the. Yeah, he's a guy on YouTube, but he's the guy that won a Nobel Peace Prize for creating the test that supposedly tells you that you have COVID." And they're like, "Sure, like <laughs> that's where it gets a little annoying." And they're yeah, like, "And he mysteriously died right before COVID too." Mm-hmm. But I'm right sure before. that was just a coincidence. I, look, I mean, people will come to the information if they do, when they do. And and I have I've tried to be as open. And if someone wants to know 
something or have the discussion about a particular topic, I am open to that and I will talk to my friends or family or whoever about that. Uh, I'm not really super interested in arguing with people about it or, or trying to talk to people about it that don't want to know. Uh, not because I can't hold my own in an argument. I, 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 I'm pretty good at, at remembering facts. So I'm not worried about that. It's just, I'm not going to get my money's worth with my energy if yeah. I'm doing that. And, 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 and like, you look, man, you're, if you're not receptive to the information, that's fine. It's like, it's your choice, but like, um, you know, and if you, when you are, if you ever are, uh, I'm, I'm willing to fill you in on the details, but like short of that, like trying to like bullhorn somebody through the information, yeah. man, that shit just does not work. I felt well. like in 2020 at first, when it all happened, I felt like I had to tell her now I'm feel the same way. Like, I'm just like, Hey man, if you don't agree with me, keep it pushing, man. That's cool. Like if you don't want to talk about it, you keep it pushing. But, uh, in the first when it was first unraveling, cause I had like not even really watched the news for a while. I wasn't in politics and like, I wasn't even digging in conspiracies, nothing. Cause I was just like, man, Trump's president. I'm done with this crap. I'm just going to go and live my <laughs> life the best I can do. And, uh, and then when, when I remember I called my buddy and I was like, what the fuck? They're locking us down. Like, what the fuck is this, man? Like, this doesn't even make sense to me. You know, this is the stuff we always used to talk about. Like, is this really happening right now? Like it was almost like a pinch yourself moment. So at first I was like, Hey guys, hey, ringing the bell. Ding, ding. Like, yeah. Hey, you guys. But then I started noticing that it didn't matter. Like some people, it didn't matter what, how much evidence I came. I came with as best evidence and I was trying to like not even being conspiratorial whatsoever. Just like, here's the exact facts of what they said. Here's a study here. Nothing. Nothing would even budge some of these people. And and like you said, some of those people did come over like a little bit later. And unfortunately, yeah. things had to happen that weren't great, you know, like that kind of like, you know, like you said, either someone got sick in their family or yeah. or something like that where they're like, oh, now it's real because it happened to me. Like, you know, at first people were like, ah, oh, no, man, it could never like that. And now you're seeing a lot more. And I think we will get more and more of that as it goes along. Yeah. And and that sucks. And I don't I don't want people to come to yeah. the information because of that. But if that does happen and and it does start the people thinking, then I guess it what would be worse would be for that to happen and then for, for them to not have the realization of what's yeah. really going on. So I'm not wishing that on anybody, of course. But but if that did happen, that would be a pretty good time to wake up and figure yeah. it out. And because see, here's the thing that that we had an advantage for COVID because since we had been in, involved in this research um, for years before, is that we already knew that the pharmaceutical industry was totally dirty. And we knew that the CDC was a vaccine company masquerading as a regulatory agency. We just knew that from experience. And we knew about the VAERS court. And we knew about the 1986 liability uh, where Big Pharma bought Congress and got themselves... Uh, indemnified so that nobody can sue them for their products, for their for their vaccines. And then we see the spike in autism. We understand what's going on, right? We 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 know what's happening. So when COVID comes out, we're already halfway up the mountain because, and everyone else is still like we 
we don't they don't know that they don't know that the CDC is not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. They, it, it's never crossed their minds, you know, so for them, they had to then start that process of like figuring that out, whereas we had a had a full head start because we already knew these people were dirty. So we were immediately looking into it. We didn't trust any of these people. Um, a lot of the people that were were heavily involved in the AIDS research in the 80s immediately tied Fauci to that. They knew exactly what was going on with him. They'd seen too much. Uh, didn't take long before they started pulling on these threads and they were they were finding out that this story was bullshit. So you're going to sound nuts when you're early. And we were early because we didn't need to do all of that homework on Big Pharma and the CDC like everyone else needed to do. We already did it. We were like in advanced placement classes of this stuff. So we immediately jumped into it and spotted it right away. So that's the reason why we look kind of insane and a lot of people were getting kicked off of Twitter and things like that, not because we were wrong, but because we were early and we were right and they couldn't allow us to be right. And then a year later, they're like, they're admitted to all the stuff that we said that you were kicking us off social media for a year ago. They're now admitting all of it. Are you going to put our accounts back? It's like the damage is done by design, yeah. of course. So so like w- we knew the game pretty early and I think that worked to our advantage. I think that allowed us to um, to look prophetic, you know, and in, in we're like, I'm not telling you what's going to happen in the future because I'm like going into some meditative state and like being given secret information. I can tell you what's going on in the future because I understand what these guys have done in the past. Mm hmm. I understand how it works with the pharmaceutical industry. I understand what their products do when they have no liability. They do it. They don't work. And, 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 and I'm explaining this to people and they're going, well, how do you know this? And well, I don't know. Cause I had the fucking inventor of the MRNA technology on my show for two hours. And I asked him how it works. And he said, well, it's great. The, the problem is when you turn it on, you can't turn it off. And I go, well, who the fuck right. would hire you to build something like this? And he says, the military, you go, what? Right. And, and this is pre-Rogan, right? He's on our mm-hmm. Union of the Unwanted show saying this. Ricky and I are, and Sam were like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> like, you can't turn it off. He goes, yeah, it just starts making spike proteins and it, it just never stops. And then they clog up and then you just you, you eventually die from like a clot or or a heart attack or a stroke or whatever. And then that's that's what's going to happen to everyone. We're like. Why, what like what company would ever want to make something like that? And he, you know, why would you? Who would hire you to do that? And he says the United States military hired me to to make the mRNA technology. That technology was then put inside the vaccines. I know what it does, and I when you put it in the vaccine, I know what that's going to do. So we're talking about all this stuff, and of course, like I said, we sound insane because we're early. But what's this is exactly what's happening. And it's, yeah, dude, it's I terrifying, man. They, I remember they were doing mass over uh, over in China when they were really hyping up the mass thing. And I remember looking over at some people, and we're talking like late December, early January. And I was like, hey, masks are coming. Like they're going to start pushing the mask. And I was like, and then as it got closer, I was like, we're going to be a lockdown. I was like, they're coming with it. It's it's coming. Mm. Nobody believed it. Oh, this is America. It's not happening here. And then before you know it, all those people 
uh, are, are just in just pure shock, you know, can't go to work, yep. you know, people's hours getting cut, getting laid off, just a lot of real wild stuff. And I think it goes back to what you said, like, there were a lot of people that were early, that, and the people that were early got really dinged hard um, because they, di they didn't want that. They didn't want anybody waking up to the fact to, you know, stop their little plan. You, you can't. You have to have full media dominance for that for this for a bullshit lie like that to work because it wasn't really built on a solid foundation the whole covid thing was not very well built and so if you start picking at it that thing comes down pretty easy so they had to ban you they had to i mean obviously i'm, I'm utterly against censorship but i'm saying from their perspective they yeah. had to ban people oh, yeah. because they had to take control of that message because anything like on twitter is going look at this bullshit or, or you know look at this it got so much traction because it was so obviously true and and you could see you know you could see the all these massive lies you could you know find these studies and find these emails are coming out you had to silence that i mean right. if you had if it were the truth then it wouldn't they wouldn't have to worry about that but because they knew it was a carefully crafted plan scam demic as people have called it they knew that they had to defend the hell out of it because it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to have a really solid foundation and it didn't you know the the, the we never saw you know the chinese people that <laughs> falling over and like blood, the guy <laughs> saw the guy on the train we're like Whoa, yeah just blood was just yeah. he was throwing up blood i was like jesus christ like this is february 2020 right <laughs> and i'm like what is going on here we never saw that doesn't that now, right. doesn't that look fake as fuck? Yeah. Looking back on it now? Oh, yeah. M. Burks, the scarfy lady, you know what I mean? She's now saying like, hey, I, I created policy off those videos. So off some YouTube, TikTok video, that's what you made policy over of, of all these countries that you say we shouldn't trust. And you're like, hey, this video looks, and, and like you said, it looks so cheesy. Even when I saw it at the time, I was like, dude, that guy's not dead. Like you could see like people moving. And then, you know, because the, the internet's so huge and I think they forget about how much access we have and how, that we know how to use it. People are like, oh, look, here's the other footage where you could see them setting this up or you could see how this is bullshit right here. And, and, you know. Yeah, that corpse well, is smoking it. a cigarette. <laughs> I think it was interesting, but it's it's also been a blessing in disguise as well. Like not everybody's yes. awake, but we have more of a unity, a united front. There's a lot more people that are like, okay, we're we know what we're gonna do, and now we're starting to get our message out. Like I think a lot of things of like you know not just preparing, like prepping for. Uh, getting you know uh, dry foods or whatever like like where go go meet a rancher like I'm lucky like my brother's boss is also a rancher so like I'm cool like you know we get our meat from him like and we know he knows the other farmers and we get all right. the stuff from them like we don't have to and that's immediately what I did like at first I did with the butcher box you know like I was like well I just knew like oh before the supply chains this is in 2020 where I was like man these supply chains are eventually gonna get fucked up people are gonna not be going to work you know that if you and I work in shipping. So I know that if you don't go to work for a couple months, the backlog is crazy. Like, how are you going to clear that out? So I started with a butcher box. I started getting like, you know, finding out like, how can I get my vegetables and fruits from an actual farmer? There's websites you could find. And you just started little by little connecting it. And 
then I start telling people about it. Like, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do this. And a lot of people still go, it's all right, man. There's still food at the grocery store after those waves yeah. pass. You know, it's like we have such a short attention span. Like, oh, no, that's over now. And you're like, it's not over. Like you still even the people that were down like that are like, yeah, I hate these uh, mandates and the mass. And then they're like, no, 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 they're not doing it anymore. So it's cool. And I'm like, they're going to do it again. Like, this is not one time. And we were even talking about climate lockdowns. And you see it happen already in France, in, 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 in uh, uh, Israel, uh, in uh, Ireland. They have, they're having these things happen. But the cool thing that we can do is expose a lot of it. Like, when they were talking about, like, the bodies. Like, oh, the bodies are piling up. And then people are like, yeah, they're, they're technically right that there's bodies piling up. So they're putting them in trucks. But what they're not telling you is they're piling them in trucks because nobody can go to a funeral home. All the funeral homes are closed. So they're piling up like you normally have a hundred dead bodies in certain, you know what I mean? This, this is a natural thing. People die, you know what I mean? But they're piling up and it looks crazier because nobody can get their family member and give them a proper burial because they closed everything. The media is the worst. <laughs> I oh hate them God, so yeah. much. I hate them. They are the enemy of humanity. They can make, they can make the, they can make the truth look like lies, man. They just, it's so easy for them. And I, and I but I, I will tell you this, you, you made a comment there about how, how you're optimistic about things. I am, look, this, this is not going according to plan for them. Things are not good. Right. They're having a very difficult time. They've got Joe Biden in office and he's falling apart. They have Kamala Harris. She is an embarrassment. All of their world leaders are not doing very well. The World Economic Forum is being exposed. This is they feel like they're having to accelerate the plan. And when you do that, you make mistakes. It doesn't look like things are, you know, they're telling us you'll eat the bugs. They're telling us they're going to take away cars. They're they're throwing so much nonsense at us. I have I feel like they are not coming from a position of strength at this moment. And that is a good Charlie. What do you think? What do you think about that video the other day with Joe Biden not blinking at all and just fucking wild? That's weird, right? And so I do a show. I do a show called Day Zero, and one of the hosts um, is Lindsay Sharman, and she's fantastic. And she had this crazy uh, astral projection uh, one night where. This was a, I, I don't know, I guess it was years ago. She tells this story about how she had this crazy, you know, and you get, look, you got to, it's astral projection. So you, you do with that information what you will. I can't verify any of this, but she said that she had this, this situation where she left her body and went and she could tell she was underground and she went into an under, she was in an underground facility where there are all of these big, big tubes like you would see. And it was filled with these these clones of presidents and they all were like super excited, like they wanted to be put in the game. They wanted to be like, come on, pick me, pick me, pick me, put me in. Come on, pick me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And it was all clones of presidents. And she said she saw that in this astral projection. Like I said, you know, you add whatever sort of discount you want to that because it it is an unusual thing for sure and and of course there's there's no way i could ever possibly verify any of that but i'm just relaying her story so it made me kind of you know and we laughed about it i mean we weren't i mean it's like 
and then you see Biden and you go, fuck. You go, are they, you, you go, listen, I'm not saying it's, I'm just saying, can we at least allow ourselves a little bit of fun to explore yeah. the possibility? What if that is actually, and I'm not saying it is, I'm just saying we, we do know technology is pretty advanced though. We do Absolutely. know that there's been cloning for a long, long time. We do know that they're not above do, pulling some bullshit on us. So like, it's not, it's well, not 50 grand. You can, you can clone your dog for 50 grand right mm-hmm. now. And that's, that's exactly. Out. But so I that, wonder that's, that, that's known. Cause when you see Joe Biden, doesn't he yeah. feel like a photocopied version of himself? You know, like a guy that's been run through the photocopy machine a couple times. Well, it was like multiples, like a though, version. right? <laughs> he's a There's mess. Like yeah, like though. it's like where the ink cartridge is going out. Though the first ones are like, oh, that one's all right. That one's like, whoa, what's wrong with this one? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's that third page after the ink yeah. cartridge starts to go after out, you're shaking yeah. and hitting, and you're like, oh, let me fix this, like. <laughs> Because sometimes it looks like his face is falling off. You're like, and the whole not blinking was kind of weird. Like, and, and I've, I'm not saying that I don't believe in the clone stuff. I always give 50% value to anything because well, I, I don't hold it back a, anything. A mask. You've seen the videos yeah, sure. of the mm-hmm. CIA, the, 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 the head of disguise for the CIA and these prosthetics and everything. There's no yeah. fucking way you would be able to tell that wasn't that person. Deep fake. Deep fake technology. That too. I mean. They are, again, you, you conspiracy theorists with your ideas. It's like, well, hang on a second. Why aren't they ever in the White House? Why are they in this this soundstage White House? Where is this? What are we doing here? This feels fake. I'm not. So, like, if it's real, show us that it's real because it's feeling really fake to me. Kamala Harris feels fake. Her whole persona, there's something not right about it. There's something very innately unlikable about her. And it's kind of hard to put your finger on it. But she's so inauthentic and you can spot it right away. You know, she's like a sociopath that's not very good at it. And and when I watch her talk, you want to just I've never seen anybody that doesn't that talks and doesn't say anything quite like her. She's really quite, quite remarkable at that. But it's like everything about this whole thing, like the election was weird. Um, the, the, the not campaigning was weird. The, the, his health was questionable. He got 81 million votes. That's, that doesn't seem right to me. He goes in, he's falling apart at the seams. His vice president is even more unlikable than him. The press secretaries are just the worst. They're running through everyone in Kamala's office is quitting. 42 people have left already. Like it's, it's objectively a disaster over there. And we're like supposed to not talk about it and they changed the names of recession so oh well, it's not a recession because we changed the name of it you're like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> you know you feel it you're like am i on drugs yeah like <laughs> am, am i dreaming I, right I now i <laughs> feel like i've woken up in some parallel like you're changing the names of things so that it doesn't count as like holy shit like it honestly if you think about it it's like just just think about this for a second they think that you are really really stupid like they have such little respect for you that they expect you to believe this with a straight they honestly expect you to believe this and this is the best they've got are these people 
I'm telling you again, back to being a writer, it's just gold for me. It's just gold. I can't, I couldn't ask for a better thing than to watch this. But the downside is that it affects the world. And I don't like that. I don't like that it affect, negatively affects people. I don't like that the shipping's all screwed up and that inflation is going through the roof. And, and it, I don't like any of that. I don't like the, the actual real world pain, but man, I, I can appreciate the fuck out of the comedy of this, of this whole charade, man, because it just seems stage managed. It seems like they're, they're like, it's like a TV. You mentioned it being like a TV, like next season on January 6th, it feels like next season on keeping up with the Bidens. Yeah. That's what I was uh, even saying in the, uh, um, and that closer to the end of 2020, I was like this week on America, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it felt like every single, and now it's getting more and more. And you're like, man, this is really good. I would even call my mom. I'm like, did you see what the preview for next week's going to happen? Like, Dude, it's it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Place is gonna burn down. Dude, they're talking about inflation next season. They're talking about maybe civil unrest. It's gonna be dope. It's but it, and it's like it would be funny if it wasn't so goddamn serious. You know about all the the about the the the, the decisions these people are making are crazy. Like the stuff that like oh, you know we were talking to Sean about like California, like they took a perfectly good state. Where I grew up as a kid, lived there. I've lived there for 35 years. I do not live there anymore. And they destroyed it. It, it, it had always been predicted that there was going to have a huge earthquake and, and half of California was going to fall into, into the ocean. And in the end, you know what destroyed it? The Democratic Party. They went in there and they fucking gutted <laughs> it. They destroyed it. Worse than, than any earthquake could. And turned it into a, a a science experiment and a shithole with the highest taxes in the in the country, except for maybe I think New York. And nobody's and, happy over there. And nobody's happy, and everybody's upset, and nothing works right, and everything's broken, and everybody's at, homeless and sh- shitting all over the streets, and nothing makes any sense, and nobody's getting prosecuted, and everybody's angry. It is a failed state. And that is entirely the part, the the product uh, of the Democratic Party. And I'm not on the red team either. Just full disclosure, not uh, on that. Not not. I'm, I'm, I don't like either of them. Here. I got my problems with the right too. But yeah, but 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 it is it is undeniable. You go. Oh, I wonder why all this stuff is happening in 20. It's like these these decisions that these lunatics are making. <laughs> it's why it's happening. But but I but again, if we want to see the bright side in this. It's it's not a it, it's not a volcano. It's not a tidal wave. It's politics. And what was fucked up by politics uh, can be reversed or changed or fixed as soon as we get enough people awake and, and pissed off and not allowing these Soros district attorneys, these woke district attorneys that won't prosecute it. People go, no, I'm done. It's over. So the good news is. It's super unpopular and it's changing and all of those DAs are in recall elections right now. Chesa Bowden's already out. Uh, George Gasson in LA is in a recall election. Uh, uh, Larry Krasler in Philly is in a recall election. Uh, the uh, people in Chicago, the people guy in Milwaukee. It, so it's not popular. That's the good news. So you know, I guess if we if we're gonna be optimistic, um, 
the good news is that these insane ideas that they've been putting forth are very unpopular and they do not work. And it's really obvious, really fast. So um, so it looks like there's not going to be a whole lot of, ap- of an appetite for that stuff moving forward. Well, which you're is talking news. about uh, busting at the seams, Charlie. Uh, you know, I was at my better half's uh, side of the family and they're there. Woke, woke left. So it's always a very entertaining time for me because, you know, I don't vote and I'm very much against the system in general. So they're they are they are just shattering. I I, they're arguing with each other. Like, what are we going to do? Is this they're going to get it together? We got why are we putting Biden? I mean, they're even questioning Biden. And it's like, you know, it's bad. You know, it's bad when they're sitting there screaming at each other about what are we going to do? Because it is that bad. It's it's obvious it's that bad um, to the point that if you are going to sit there and look at someone and say that, well, everything's good, you know, everything they're saying is fine, then you really are just living in a fantasy world at that point. Is there any of this over there? The point of personal privilege. <laughs> point of privilege. That's one of my favorite. That's like the thing is that the that's the one thing I think that is the best part about all of this is that we have to laugh at it because if we take it too serious, it's gonna be that doomer black pill where like oh fuck it, let's just go in the bunker now and and, and end it. Like the woke stuff is hilarious okay oh my god it's not the kid not the not the part where it gets involved in the kid stuff that's not funny at all but 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 just the the that all the genders and the contradicting (laughs) themselves and not being able to identify a woman what a woman is and all that stuff and and pretending like that game of like pronouns and all that stuff that is fucking hysterical (laughs) i love it it man it is it is it is so funny and and that it's funny because they take it so seriously it's like a big deal to them and they like have made this whole thing of like oh if you misgendered me or called me by the wrong pronouns it's like a a huge offense and it's clearly nonsense mental illness you know (laughs) and all these things and you're seeing the comedians that are willing to take that risk of not uh, going against the woke crowd are succeeding all the ones that are like the ones that are like towing the line that are like oh no i don't want to offend they and them or he and she like those people are not succeeding and then they're like oh it's because the patriarchy no it's because you're not funny and you're not being what a comedian's supposed to do and make fun of everybody especially these people that are insane like it's so easy though like you think you would do it because it's just cherry picking <laughs> that, that exactly you would think like hey look you're a comedian there's gold right in front of you yeah. all you got to do is get your little pick and just start go to work just put your funny spin on their obvious insanity and, and it and it's it should be that's why bill burr's doing well that's where Chappelle's doing well um you know so they, they're just it, I just saw Tom Segura Sunday night. I saw Bill Burr <laughs> yeah, film yeah. his uh, Red Rock special. I was there uh, when he when he filmed it a couple months ago. So yeah, look, I, I'll support comedy that is uh, that is having some fun with this stuff. You know, I, I will support uh, uh, I will support anybody that that that's having some fun with this stuff because it look it needs to be mocked. This is this is the kid that needs to be stuffed in the locker. 
Yeah, you saw also they were taking down <laughs> Andrew Schultz stuff. Like, who's trying to... I mean, he's done pretty well. Like, he's, like, kind of, like, a Roganish level of where they're like, right. good at tiptoeing around that line. Still, like, kind of, you know, taking your jabs. And then he had that uh, abortion joke where he was saying, like, man, I'm all for abortion. You know, and everybody's like, woo, yeah. And he's like, you know, like, and he's like, because then when we're at the Heaven's Gates and God's like, yeah, man, what's up with you guys killing babies? He's all, y'all. He saw that was them. <laughs> and they, they took it down <laughs> off TikTok and... And then he yeah. was even told in some of his jokes, like uh, uh, when he signed, uh, he didn't say what streaming service, but they they go, hey, can you take some of your jokes out? And he's like, no. So he had to buy the special back. He was, and but I'm I'm guaranteeing you that he's going to be way more successful now that he bought it back and it's on his. And that's what we need to understand with music, podcasting, whether doing news, whether whether doing comedy, we're in a new age of we don't need to be part of this system of where we're like, oh, I got to be in Hollywood. Oh, a record label has to sign me. I. No, we can do all this stuff ourselves. And the more we do it ourselves, the more we uh, unplug from this system and the less control they have on us. I agree. I agree. I like what you guys are doing. Joel, I like what you're doing, you know, with Tony. Yeah, for sure. I Make mean, your own content, uh, you know. And that's and that's been very important uh, for me, really, to be honest with you, uh, right around a little before COVID really hit, but I was already kind of going down that train with uh, music and, and that's how Tony and I connected anyway, it was through that. And, you know, uh, that's what I wanted to do because when I came up through, you know, all the music genres, like in the late nineties, early two thousands, um, <clears throat> these were guys that were anti-system mm-hmm. for the most part, a lot mm-hmm. of them and what they did stood for that. And now looking at those same guys that I used to love, like coming up, just grab their ankles and, 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 you know, take it and, and, you know, bow down to the system, you know, you're rage against the machines and all these guys coming out, yeah, you, know, you gotta weird. be jabbed up to get to the, get to our show. Yeah. I mean, it's sad really. And it, honestly, I felt more sad than anything. Cause I'm like, man, these fucking tool bags, like, you know, they're sitting here, you know, telling us to fight the system, but yet they're, they've completely bowed down to it because they're like, well, I don't want to lose my money now. I don't want to lose, you know, uh, you know, this standing within Hollywood or the industry that I've built. And to be honest with you, back to Sean's point, you don't have to anymore. Like people are pining right now, pining right now for something that's different. And I don't know, and this is a little off topic, but I don't know if you know this guy, uh, Eric July, he started yeah. his own like comic book. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this dude, we were at an, uh, at an Arcapulco together. We, we both, well, man, he that guy's fire. He played. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, 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 he's, uh, he he's raps in a band. Too. Yeah. 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 He's, he's amazing. Uh, but yeah, Oh, what he's up to like three million that the, that he's made off of it right now. Like PayPal tried to hold his money, and then a bunch of these like big, big uh, uh, comic book uh, review sites wouldn't even talk about him, even though he has been the the number the first independent uh, comic book distributor that's ever done these type of numbers. And it's wild, but he's done it completely outside of the system, yep. and that's just another example of. If you've got a good product, you don't have to bend to the will of the system. And I don't I think a lot of people are, you know, even the quiet majority is is they're looking for that. They're mm-hmm. looking for people that are just gonna just buck the system. They they would and and look and there's what better way to do it than to vote with your money? You know? Yes. You're forced to use this money, this these Federal Reserve notes these criminals have devised. Fine. Um well at least if I'm gonna have to deal with that, I'm gonna make sure that I spend it with my people. 
you know, so uh, and, and on people that believe the things doesn't have to be everything, but they just like the idea of being able to not have it necessarily come from the system. I want to do this my own. You like Eric July's comic books because he's not he's not going the corporate route. Some people be like, I like comic books. OK, but I like that idea of fuck the system even more. Mm-hmm. So I'll support his work. Right. You know, or I'll fi- I never even heard of him. Oh, who's Eric July? He's this comic. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. Did you know he's in a fucking heavy metal band, too? Like and he's the lead singer. Like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, That's interesting. Wow. And then you go, OK, so. You don't need Marvel Comics to pick you up and love you. If you don't fit with what they're doing, you can do things on your own. Here's proof of it. Good for him. I'm all I'm supportive of him. And fuck PayPal, by the way, for for doing what they're doing to him. I hope I, oh, I know he's suing up. him, but I, I, I hope. Oh, yeah. Doing the show. The, the, but that's the ADL. ADL. But that's the thing, too, ADL. is that we're more in touch with these audiences than them. Like, they're, they're targeting they're targeting conservative voices. They're targeting people that are uh, libertarians and people like that. That's the ADL partnered with PayPal specifically to go after hate groups, which are means groups. That yeah. they hate. So that's what they're doing. <laughs> and that's why Eric July's money has been held. That's why the GoFundMe stuff was done like that. It's ADL doing that. But they won't out, yeah. won't be able to succeed again because, like I'm saying, is that uh, we're more in touch with the audience. Like we we know what kind of music they want. We know what kind of com- I mean, when you're in those world, like instead of an exec that's like out of touch, just like the politicians, they're so out of touch of what the people yeah. actually want or what they actually think. And we're able to be in tune with that, so it's way easier for us to get these products off. And now that technology, I think we're getting these. It's going to be a lot. You know, like you said, they're sloppy now. Their their plan has accelerated so much that they're so sloppy but we can also take advantage of it and maybe not tomorrow in two years but five ten years from now we can build a lot of stuff that's much more successful than they would have ever expected because they do think we're dumb they don't think that we're capable of building these things which we are we're gonna look back on it on the the censorship and all of that and be thankful for it in a way yep because it's forcing us to not be dependent on them it's forcing us to be paranoid and go, fuck, I, yeah, I can't build a platform on YouTube. I'm not even going to bother. I can't do it. Uh, I've got to plant my flags in multiple places. I've got to think. They forced us to think strategically about how to get the information out. And in the end, we will thank them for that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, too. Yeah, it's it's it has because, uh, you know, I got banned from tiktok for like the fourth time uh like a week ago and i was building a pretty good account there too and uh yeah i just pulled the whole thing you know because i'm like listen like i'm just not going to keep going down this road of you know putting up quality content or spending time on quality content i'm going to put it where people can get to it and i think that's what we're all figuring out is like you said planting flags in multiple places it's not just one place there's multiple places to do it now you don't have to adhere to their rules and find ownership. You know what I mean? Like I, I always tell people because people have told me I've had my, you know, my, I had a p- pretty decent account on uh, Instagram, got nuked at 22K and people are like, man, what are you going to do? And I'm like, live my life, man. I don't give a fuck. Like I already know coming into this that I didn't own that. You know what I mean? Like that's not mine, but I'm going to keep going. And I know that people want this and I know what they like. The people at Instagram don't know what they like. They're, they're just saying, oh, you can't say this. You can't. I say, I, I'll make 10, 10 more accounts and I'll keep going and you're not going to stop me. 
And then I'll get my own ownership of like, oh, here's my website. Oh, I don't need you anymore, Instagram. Now, bye. And now they're losing not only me, but the people that were following me. And they, they don't realize that they're shooting themselves in the foot every time they're doing this stuff. I think they kind of do, but they think like that they're smarter than this. They're like, oh, they're going to come back. No, you're making it so we can build our own shit. We don't need you anymore. And, and little by little, like with Rockfin and and there's going to be more because all these little uh, uh, things we're seeing now are just just a little, you know, a start of what can happen. And people are building their own things without the system. And it's beautiful to me. But like you said, without the censorship, without COVID, without the lies, we wouldn't be here. So it's terrible, but at the same time, there's a lot of positive things that have come out of it. And it, I think it's going to unravel to be more positive because uh, that's how I like to think. I know a lot of people feel hopeless and like, oh, what are we going to do? And I'm like, just keep living. Be happy. Do the things that make you happy. Stop being miserable. If, if you, you can't stand watching the news, stop watching the news. If, if that's what makes you miserable. If you're on Instagram and it's making you feel miserable, stop on Instagram. Go do the things that you want to do and get out of the system little by little. And if you can slow get your brain to develop these positive thoughts and be like hey man i don't need to be on instagram oh i don't need this uh i can get my own uh i don't need an uber i can start my own taxi service that we don't have to wear masks in that's where we get the that next level stuff well before we get out of here can you let everybody know where they could catch you everywhere yes uh macroaggressions is out as an audio podcast twice a week um you can catch it in video format on band.video odyssey Iconic and Rockfin website is the octopus of and Twitter at macroaggression is where you can find me. And thanks for having me guys. And Joel, where can everybody find you? Instagram at Van Tesla music. Same thing with YouTube. If you want to get to all of the music videos. Um, yeah, that'd be two spots to go. And, um, you know, I think we're going to end out this week with a little, uh, ballot, uh, with the sake bomb for, um, you know, you, Joel, for you and uh, your love affair with uh, the sake, you know? Yeah, we're going to have to circle back. And then just like, subscribe, and share all of these podcasts and music that you you hear on here. Uh, you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Are right, we out. All right. Thank you for joining us. Um, I often note I'm going to circle back. I hate to disappoint conservative Twitter, but I'm going to circle back on a number of things, as we often do directly. I'll circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you. Circle back, circle back. That's an excellent question. Circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you, but we will venture to circle back. This is such a good question. I have not had the opportunity to dig into that. I'll circle back. It was a massive dump to this day. Everyone's trying to figure out where did it come from. I'm not aware of anything, but uh, we'll circle back. This uncircumcised Philistine, who does he think he is? As a mom myself, I want to know all the details. I have to circle back. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I will venture to get you an answer on that, and maybe we can talk about it, and he'll circle back. I will have to circle back on that one. Circle back, go back. But uh, we'll, ha- we'll circle back. Circle back, go back. But I will have to circle back with you. Circle back. Let me give you a very specific example. I'll circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you. Circle back, circle back. That's an excellent question. Circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you, but we will venture to circle back. This president knew back in January. Why didn't he tell us? Why did he warn us? There are a number of ways to combat misinformation. One of them is circle back. You told us that Trump was invincible and Hillary was in the prison, right? I don't really have any predictions for you on that. I can circle back. <laughs> um, let me see if I can get more detail for you on that. Circle back. I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Did you? We'll try to get to as many questions as possible. I'll circle back.
I don't have anything more for you. And that communication has been lacking. Well, uh, as, as you know, let me give you a very specific example. I'll circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you. Circle back, circle back. That's an excellent question. Circle back, circle back. I hate to disappoint you, but we will venture to circle back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.